Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Dear Emma Love Amy. Today I'm here with my sister Emma. Hi guys, it's Emma. So currently we are sitting on our deck enjoying the sunshine while we eat breakfast and we thought we would record our episode while we're out here. So today's episode is going to be on 10 things Emma learned when she turned 20. first thing that we put down on the list because we made a list just in case we forgot um was the to smile more so emma has always been the most smiley kid she got like happiest baby when she was a baby at a little baby pageant show and then she got like friendliest in like middle school i think it was (laughs) so she's always been a really happy kid and everyone loves her friendly personality and really just joyous spirit so i think smiling more yeah yeah, smiling more is always good because it just makes life a little bit more lighthearted and smiling just brings you joy. It increases your serotonin levels, so that can always help just to lift your mood and make you feel better. There's some, some future doctor talking there. <laughs> serotonin <laughs> levels. The second one that we have on the list of pieces of advice is to stay in touch with people and make an effort with relationships and with people. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that in college? Yeah, so when you move to college, obviously it's really hard to stay in touch with your friends, especially from high school. Um, I know that in high school I had really good relationships with people. Um, I had this little group of friends that we were really close with uh, because I swam in high school and that was our swim group. And it's really hard to stay in touch with friends, especially when you go to college in different states and you guys don't have different breaks and stuff. Um, But... I always find that like texting to check in on people, calling them, FaceTiming them when you're free is always a good way to just stay in touch and let people know you still care that you're around for them. Um, That's a really good way to just maintain relationships and friendships because you never know when you're going to need somebody in your life. Um, And having people in your life is always just a really good thing to have because um, friendships are really the backbone of relationships, of society, of of joy in your life um and they get you out doing things just like Um, your sister yeah exactly (laughs) it's always good to have good relationships okay so the third one is to not underestimate the value of a genuine relationship and emma always makes fun of me because when i talk about relationships and connections and networking i talk about my linkedin and (laughs) she hates it um but do you want to talk more about value of connection. I feel like this goes with the last one. Kind of. It does go with the last one. I mean, um, like we have a family friend who's older and we go and help her out at her house, just organizing things, cleaning things. And it's very valuable to us because we obviously get to make a connection with her. She tells us her stories from when she was younger. Um, she shares her life through showing us her old clothes and old jewelry. And I think that's really valuable because not only does it give you a personal relationship, but it also provides you insight into someone else's life um and I think you know you can do that with anyone and I don't I just think that personal relationships are so important and we often lose sight of that nowadays climbing the corporate ladder and always trying to be more productive and more successful and I think relationships are actually the backbone of you know life and and society and that we need to take them more seriously yeah I feel like you can have all the success but if you like everyone says if you don't have someone to share it with then it kind of What's the point? Yeah, and I mean, there's no point in, you know, finishing work and coming home to nothing. It's nice to go out and have fun with your friends and do things. That's what makes life enjoyable and worth living. Yeah, and and in relation to what she said about um, the lady that we go and visit and help, we actually met her through, like, we bought our dog and she bought her dog from the same 
litter in the same breeder. And so we got to know her by taking our dog down to visit her dog and they would play. And so like you can make like relationships and find good people literally anywhere out of anything. Okay, so number four is don't get on the corporate ladder slash measure your success by happiness, not money. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that, Em? Yeah, I think that with that, I mean, it, it doesn't mean that you can't get on the corporate ladder, but I think it means be aware that with the corporate ladder comes aimless, endless climbing of the ladder, which not always will end up with you getting where you want to go. Um, and I think a lot of the time, especially in America, because capitalism is so important here, that it can go to an extreme of where you're working endless hours. You never have time for yourself or for family or for friends or social events. And you're killing yourself for a company that doesn't necessarily really care about you that much. Um, and, you know, that in of itself sucks. And I think that it's good to be aware of that and to know that that's something that, you know, can happen to you. Um, and I know that you know, the corporate ladder is such a big thing in America, but, you know, not everyone is made for that life. And I think it's really important to understand it, like to know yourself enough to know if you are made for that life or if you're not made for that life. And if you're not to not pursue it, because, you know, you'd, I personally would rather enjoy my life, live my life to the fullest, like, fill my life with joy and love and what I want to do. And I don't want to have to work for someone else's dreams and kill myself doing that. And like also to not like measure your success by the amount of money that you make. A lot of times you can make a lot of money and still not be happy. And so it's like not measuring, oh, I made like $500,000 this year. So therefore I have to be happy because I'm like I'm rolling in success, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to be a happy person. It just means that you'll be like a financially secure person, but those two don't go hand in hand all the time. Yeah. I think especially like, you know, with people that make money, a lot of the time you can talk to them and they will say that they wished that they had spent more time with their family or more time with their friends or doing something that they actually were passionate about and enjoyed. Yeah, like deathbed confession. Yeah, exactly. And I don't I don't want to end up someone like that who has a bunch of regrets at an old age because all I cared about doing was, you know, working myself to death. I want to actually have a rich life full of travel and enjoyment. So, yeah. Honestly, considering quitting life, just moving to, like, a beach location. <laughs> Living off grid the cabin. <laughs> yes. Well, it's funny because everyone's always like, oh, you know, you work and then you make up the money to, like, go live in a tropical location. But what if you just, like, skipped all that working part and started in the tropical location? Yeah. Like, you just went straight to it. Yeah, I you mean, I feel like a lot of the times when people are like, oh, we're making so much money trying to save up for retirement. There's no point because at that age, especially at the age of retirement now increasing, well, you hear you're going to the... be too old to actually really enjoy any yeah, of it. Yeah, you hear all the time where people are like, Oh, like, they retired, and then they died within, like, six months of being retired. Yeah, or they got sick or whatever. Like, I would much rather enjoy my life when I'm young and make the most of it, because you don't know how long life is going to last for you, and it's something you should really take advantage of. No. Emma graduates next year, and she wants to go on, like, a little... Yeah, I want to take a year travel. off and travel and actually see the world while I can before I have, you know, responsibilities and kids and house and everything tying me down. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever have kids. <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> okay, so number five kind of goes along with what we were just talking about, but it is to travel more in your life. So Emma and I have grown up traveling 
like literally everywhere. We were born in a different country that we live in now. So what is that that you always say we are? They're like the third generation something. Oh yeah, it is like that. There's like a term for what we are, which is like our parents are from that country that we originally came from and we were born there, but we moved here at such a young age that we've got like adapted to this culture. Like I have an American accent, but I'm from Australia. Yeah, it's like third culture kids. Yeah, like, something something like called. that. So that's like what we are. And so my parents, like my dad always traveled a lot for work and we would go along with him. And like just as Australians, I feel like it's in our nature to travel because Australia is like itself and it's far away from everything. So in order to see something, you have to go far away. And while you're there, you're like, well, might as well go see other stuff. So you just tend to, like, travel around a lot. So we've been to, like, quite a few countries. And I think it's really impacted, like, our ability to just view cultures and view life differently because we've seen so many cultures. Like, our aunt lives in Mexico, so we've seen, like, that culture. Our grandparents have a house in Ireland, so we've gone and stayed with them, seen that culture. And then obviously, like, going back and forth between Australia and America and just seeing, like, the different way that our cousins grew up to compare to us has been really beneficial. Sorry, my mom just walked out. (laughs) She's on the phone. (laughs) Anyway, so that's been really beneficial um, to, like, learning and just being able to adapt to, like, I guess, different styles of people. Yeah, I would say that, like, we've been very, very fortunate to be able to travel as much as we have. I mean, I know a lot of people don't have those opportunities, especially now since travel is so expensive. Um, But like Amy was saying, I think it's such an important thing to do, especially at a young age, because it is so eye opening. Like it really makes you like think about what is actually important in life and to you, because as Americans, I think you grow up thinking that America is number one in the world. And I think traveling kind of breaks down that thought because every place you go to has different pros and cons, just like America does. And I think that it's really beneficial to try different foods and meet different people in different cultures and not always go to a touristy destination because then you can actually like interact with, you know, the people living there and and see how they really live and what resources they use to live and different styles of living. It's it's really eye-opening. And I think that it's also just like, really fun to get out there and to try new things and to see new things like that's always a really good opportunity and I think especially like Amy and I we've been fortunate enough to go to all these different places so that really helps honestly determine like where you want to settle down yeah you know what what things are important to you and and what things that you really want in your life I definitely agree with that I don't know yet because there's so many like amazing places in the world I know, it's hard to pick. But they're all, like, super expensive, and I'm also, like, kind of poor, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, for now. Mm, that'll change. Yeah. But, like, it's it's hard to find, like, because there's so many amazing places, like Emma said, to, like, find a place you want to settle down. Like, I don't know. Do you know? No. no. Not really. But that's okay. We're young. Yeah. We can just travel more and figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> Number six is to get dirty which is in reference to like gardening or tending to something or taking care of something. Yeah, I think that like getting dirty like is a blanket term and like statement that I honestly like take a lot into my daily life because, you know, a lot of the time, especially living in the world we live in now, you know, being pretty much forced to work all the time just to afford basic daily things. (laughs) A little, <laughs> you don't get a lot of time to go and like 
go back to your roots and actually do something where you're you are getting your hands dirty and you're you're working towards Find something your inner for child yeah exactly like it goes along the same lines as that like you know you're almost reverting back to your roots and your ancestral way of life and I think that gardening or even just like going outdoors and even just sitting by a river is really beneficial for your mental health and your daily life health because it's it's so powerful and I think that like you know doing something with your hands especially creating something like making a garden growing your own food is so rewarding because you not only get to be outside doing something and getting your hands dirty but you get an end product that you can use and that's better for you than typical grocery store food. Or, you know, even like knitting or doing art, like painting something, making craft, making pottery. That's all so important and it's so good, especially for your brain health too. Remember that one time when we were out here and we were painting pictures and like Aiden was here and he painted, what did he paint? It was like- No, he painted Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and then you painted some like random thing. And then I painted my flowers. And you were like, I'm sorry, because my flowers looked good. <laughs> but yeah, get back to your roots. Um, I do, I do like painting. And just, like, mom always was really into gardening. Yeah. And I never really understood why. Because I, I like gardening because... Well, like, I like it now, but, like, when I was little, I was like, why are you gardening? Yeah, I think gardening's good because you do get to, like, watch something grow that, like, you made grow. <clears throat> my plant until she killed it. <laughs> And I, I do think it's really nice. Like, I really love to eat fresh produce, especially stuff that I've grown because I know where it came from. We buy organic produce. Like, we buy all organic seeds and everything. So all of the stuff that we grow at our house, we have, like, lettuce, kale. No, we're looking at all the herbs, right now. like basil. And it's um, covered in plants. <laughs> different types of chilies, spinaches, rosemary, parsley, cilantro. Like, honestly, so many different types, cucumbers, and all of that is so good to eat, especially fresh. It's it's really rewarding. Well, and up at Emma's house, she's got her own little, like, veggie patch, too. Yeah. She's got her own little things growing. Yeah, I really like to garden, and I, I crochet and stuff as well, and I think that all of that stuff is, is really Be creative. Rewarding. Yeah, be creative. It's, it's a great motto to live your life by. Yeah. Okay, so it was so sweet when Emma said this one because clearly she's spending time with her family right now. But number, what is it, seven? Seven mm-hmm. is to spend time with your family as much as you can, which is kind of hard for us to do because most of our family lives in different countries slash different, like, areas. So, like, my aunt lives in Mexico and most of our family lives in Australia, so it's hard to get back and see them because it's super expensive and a really long flight. And if we go back, we typically go back for, like, a month so that we have time to see everyone. But it's super fun when we do go back because, like, everyone gets together. We're typically staying at, like, our grandparents' or our aunt's house. And so we're always, like, with our cousins and with our family and, yeah, just spending family time together. Also, we typically go for, like, Christmas. And so we always do, like, a massive big Christmas, like, dinner or, like, brunch. And that's always fun. It wasn't – we went back this year and it wasn't as big as it normally is, which is kind of sad. But typically it's, like, huge and super fun and enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, our parents, when we were younger, told us to cherish the time that Amy and I had together as sisters because we wouldn't have it for very long. And I know that we both were like, oh, like, you're just being dramatic, like, you know. But then she left me. Yeah, I mean, it, it does it does go by pretty quick. And I know that, you know, as kids, you hear that a lot from your parents. And you're like, oh, that's not true. Like, you're just being dramatic. But it is. it actually is really true. And it does come up upon you really quickly and faster than you think it will. And especially me, like, being out of state, 
up in Montana, whereas like the rest of my immediate family are in Colorado. Like it's not that far, but it's far enough and I don't get to see them as much as I would like to. So when we are together, it's really important to me and I try and spend as much quality time as I can because you never know, like you never, you're never going to get time with your family again, especially since like our parents are aging. So you know. well, I'm, like, not they're they're, I'm not saying they're gonna, they're gonna die, gonna die but you never know what's gonna happen <laughs> and funny. I'd rather just take advantage of it while I can because family is such an important that's part of life and part of like your social network okay everyone used to make fun of me for like so every time someone left the house I would always like remember to hug them and say like I love you because I remember like hearing on the news when like all of the school shootings were happening here in Colorado like there, I think it was like it wasn't Columbine because that was before us, but it was, like, I think it was a STEM school shooting. Mm-hmm. And the staff was saying, like, I don't even remember if I, if I said I love them today, like, when they left at the school bus. And so I always remember to, like, give my parents a hug or give anyone who's leaving, like, a hug and say I love you. Just because, and everyone probably thinks it's, like, way overused and it actually doesn't have hold any, like, meaning anymore. But um, because, like, you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know. Like, someone could walk out of the door and not come back. And so yeah. just taking, like, making the most out of the time that you have even if it is short, and really just spending quality time with people. Like, I know it's hard for our family because our dad's in tech. My mom is just, like, always on the phone. (laughs) So, like, it's hard to just put your phones down and spend some time. But if you only get a limited amount of time, I think definitely cherishing that. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, especially with your family, too, because, like, your parents and your family, your siblings, they all raised you. Like, that's how you grew up. Those are the you know, like, you are an extension of your parents and your family because of how, you know, how your parents raise you and, you know, the thoughts that they, that they have that they put upon you. And I think that it's so precious being able to go back and, like, as an adult and go back and, you know, have conversations with your family and spend time with them because it's so eye-opening and, it almost brings you back into your childhood and to your inner child and it really feeds that and I think it it's a really great way to grow. Well and I think like I have friends who are not very close with their family like I have one friend and he's like not close with his family at all they kind of hate each other but they also live together and that's like kind of hard for me to grasp because my family's always been super close and like we will go on road trips together and we actually like are fine because we can yeah, spend we that much a good time we can spend that much time together in a car like in an enclosed space and still be okay like yeah. we do definitely fight but we um are able to like spend that time together because we really are like close and and I think like it's hard for me to definitely grasp like other people who aren't close with their family just because that's the way that we've been brought up and my mom like even the other day we were talking in the car and she was like the place where you like end up settling down is typically somewhere, like, near your family, and that's, like, how it's always been for her, except for, like, when we moved here, obviously, but because you always, like, go see your family, they're your built-in, like, friend group, and they're built-in, like, people you go to that you trust, people you go to that you know are going to care about you and make sure that you're going to be okay, and so I think really staying close with them is so beneficial, not only to you, but also to them, because then you are that built-in person for them as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, Emma is my built-in friend. So what is it? You didn't say I'm your built-in best friend, though. So. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Emma is my built-in best friend. Just to make it clear. Just to make it clear. <laughs> to make it clear, she's my built-in best friend. What is it? Sisters by chance, not... Wait, I'm no, not... sisters by... Sisters. Yeah, no, sisters by chance, not by... No? Not by choice. That sounds that's, like that's, bad. That sounds, that sounds aggressive. <laughs> sisters by chance, not by choice. I don't actually like you. 
I think it's friends like that. Friends, friends by, by choice, not by chance. No, I think it's like friends or sisters by choice, friends by chance. Yeah. There we go. We figured it out. Okay, number eight is don't take life too seriously. Yeah, I think we've already discussed this a little bit, but like life is not enjoyable if you're serious about everything. And honestly, it makes you more stressed and anxious than you would be if you didn't take everything seriously. Like, obviously, some things are meant to be taken seriously, but not everything is. And laughing, you know, as much as you can, getting out, actually enjoying yourself is so beneficial and so important. Because if you take everything too seriously, then you're never going to have any time to just, like, be yourself and to just relax. And relaxation is so important for your mental health, just for your well-being in general. Because we don't get a lot of time to relax in today's day and age. And, you know, it is it is so important, not just for your mental health, but for your brain health, your overall body health. Like, it is so important to just not take everything too seriously. Like, especially, you know, if someone's making fun of you, obviously if they're bullying you, like, obviously that's not great. But, like, my family, we've always teased each other. And I think that that's... <laughs> I'm bad at, I'm bad at <laughs> not taking too seriously. I think that that's really important because it's... Like, it almost, like, causes you to have a decreased ego and to really, like, like just live a lighthearted life. Because not everything is serious. Like, things aren't meant to all be taken seriously. Life is meant to be lighthearted and joyful. And I think that growing up, you know, with our entire family, like, making fun of each other, you know, obviously to, like, like a good extent not right. like it's like funny it's not but, like it's not malicious <laughs> yeah and it's like like if my dad is being stupid like sometimes he will just like randomly be silly and tell like really dumb jokes and like you know you can just make fun of him and it's not like you know like we're not scared of him we're we're happy making fun of him and that's a relationship that I really enjoy I'm not like afraid of my parents and I can't like not go to them so I really do appreciate that about my family yeah, I feel like our parents have always tried to make it, like, equal. Like, like definitely for me and Emma, they've made everything, they've tried and made it very equal because we're sisters, and we're pretty close. We're, like, what, 18 months apart? So they try and make everything pretty fair for us, but, like, they don't, it's not like they're, like, I mean, they're the authority figures, but they don't have, like, a power over us necessarily. Like, we talk about things. Or, like, today my mom had a call with a financial advisor, and she was like, I want you guys to be on the call so you can, like, hear about it and stuff like that. It's not like they try and keep things from us or, like, I don't know how this relates to take. I don't know how we got off of this from take life um, not seriously. But, you know, having that, it's not like there is a power imbalance. Everyone's pretty equal and you're able to kind of, yeah, you are able to make jokes about people and you're able to do things like that. Yeah. And, and take things lightheartedly because I think that's just, it might just be our culture of like our parents coming from Australia. Everything is taken very lightheartedly. Yeah. But just not taking life too seriously and being more relaxed and being yourself. I think people... Like, at least what we've known and seen in America is that, or it might even just be the, like, area that we grew up, because we grew up in kind of, like, a wealthy area, but people do not want you to see, like, themselves. Like, if they have a fight with their kids, they don't want you to see that. They want you to see, like, the perfectness, and that is not real. That is, like, everyone has the bad days. Everyone has, like, fights with their children. Everyone has all of that stuff. So being able to just take it, like, 
take it as it is and be like, this is what happened. I'm not going to try and hide it. I'm not going to try and cover it up. Or like even my mom, every house that she goes to, she's always like, oh, the kitchen is so clean and like there's nothing on there. It looks like no one lives here. And it's like a museum. Yeah. And then you go to our kitchen and there's like stuff everywhere because our mom cooks all the time. And so there's always stuff everywhere in the kitchen. And so it's just like we don't really care. My mom will still invite people over. They can see our like messy house and be totally fine with it. And it's just being relaxed enough and confident enough in yourself to just not take things too too seriously because you know within yourself that you are like enough and you're a good person. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really grounding to not take things too seriously because as Amy was saying, like, nobody wants to live their life as a fake person and not being true to themselves like that. Being true to yourself is so important and it's so overlooked nowadays, especially with social media, like that feeds into the fakeness of life. And I think that that me- makes it so much more important to be true to yourself and, and be lighthearted. Like, you know, live your authentic life. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quote right there from Mama. Sorry, there's an airplane going above. I don't know if everyone can hear that, but we are like, we live directly under an airline path. So yeah, this happens a <laughs> lot. But number nine, number nine is, um, it's okay to be single. Yeah. I mean, I think this is really important nowadays because, like, on social media, we see people in, like, perfect relationships, and they look like they're never unhappy, and they never fight. And, like, that's just not reality. And, like, you know, you shouldn't force yourself into a relationship. I've had friends that just don't want to be single, so they go and just find a relationship, and they don't really care about the person. They just want a relationship, and that's so unhealthy, and that's not good for you. And I think that, like, it's so important to be single, especially in your, like, young adult life, because it's really, it is hard to almost, like, find yourself and know who you are when you're constantly surrounded by other influences, especially, like, you know, in a relationship. I love how this is coming from the person that is in a relationship. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I've also been single before, too. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, I think there is a lot of pressure, especially when you're in college, to, like, be in a relationship and to have it be, you know, like, a very, like, important relationship that could end up in marriage. And I think that a lot of people get caught up in that and they think that they're almost supposed to, like, have a relationship and get married. Not because they truly want it, but just because, like, that's kind of, like, what society expects. And I think that, like, you can you can differ what from what society expects from you because if it's not exactly like what you want then there's no point in doing it because it's just going to make you unhappy and I think that we often get caught up in what society expects of us like you know the timeline that everyone else is on and it's okay if your timeline's different like that is normal most people aren't on the same timeline like I know even Amy and I we're sisters we grew up together doing everything together and we're on different timelines yeah. You know, like, I'm going to be in school for probably the rest of my life. And Amy's going <laughs> to be out of school here relatively soon just because we're on different, you know, different tracks. And, and that's yeah. okay. Like, that's totally normal and fine. And I was saying to Amy, like, along the lines of, you know, being single and not, like, rushing into a relationship. But, like, you know, some of the most fun times in life are... Yeah, or, like, when you have a crush and, like, you're both kind of feeling out the situation and no one's being, like, full-on honest with each other. So you're kind of, like, stepping around <laughs> like, the does topic. He like me? Do I yeah, like exactly. Him? Like, it is it's it is a fun thing to have and it honestly really makes you learn about what you like, you know, like, 
what things are important to you in a relationship. Like, I think it's important to have a list of non-negotiables before you go into a relationship. What are your non-negotiables? Like, you know, like, different differences, like, big differences in no, religion. I mean, like, but, like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like, religion. Like, if we really differ in religion, like, really differ in politics, um, you know, I think they have to be funny in some way. Oh, yeah. Like, For that's Emma, important. they definitely yeah, have to be funny. Yeah, that's important to me. Emma's very funny. You know, like, they, they have to have something going for them. They have to be motivated. Fantastically. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to go and get with somebody that's, who's like, like, not doing anything. Yeah, who's, like, you know, got no plans for life and no goals. Like, mm-hmm. that, to me, is not attractive. And I think that's so important to have those non-negotiables because otherwise, if you don't know, like, what you want and what you're not going to, like, let go of, then I think that it's really easy to go, like, to to find someone that's, you know, mildly interesting to you and almost, like, look past all of those just things. Mild, just mildly interesting. Well, you know, like, you, you know, you've done it before. You find someone who's attractive. Right. And you're like, you're I can, like, like, deal with this person Yeah, for a while. exactly. You're like, oh, well, like, you know, I could see myself with them. Right. But then, you know, like, it's not going to work out because you guys have very different views and stuff, but you go well, for it anyway. Yeah, I don't feel like if you're, if you go into a relationship and you're like, I don't want, like, if you're actually thinking, like, I just want this to work out for a little bit or, like, that's, like, why would you be entering in that relationship? Yeah. I think it's, like, also important to know, like, if you do just want, like, something fun. Oh, well, yeah, that's term. different, though. Like, if you're entering into, like, an actual, like, yeah, relationship well, if, yeah. versus just, like, something that's, like, a little fling for, like, summer or on the side or... Mm-hmm. Well, not on the side. Cause <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, on the on the side of your, like, career. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, it is... it Honestly, it, it is fun to be single. It's fun to be in a relationship. It's fun to be in a situationship. You know, like, each each thing has its different pros and cons, and it's okay to be in each different category. You don't need to be in a relationship all the time. You don't need to be single all the time. You know, like, there is good balance, and it's important to find that balance and find what's right for you and, and not just to do things based on what your friends are doing or what your parents want or what society expects of you. I also feel like being single, like, I have the most fun when I'm single. Not, like going out and like hooking up with random guys fun but like the most fun like working on myself mm-hmm. and like you have so much extra time to get things done yep. where you're not like always having to hang out with someone else and so like I've gotten so much done when I'm single because I just have that time to work on myself and spend time with myself and really just get to know myself you're almost like dating yourself when you're single yeah that's true and I feel like it's I mean we hear it a lot like you know be selfish in your 20s be single in your 20s and I think that's you know not for everyone, obviously, like, you know, that's not going right. to be Right, you may, great... like, meet the love of your yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. And, like... like, that's not perfect for everyone, but I think that that has some truth in it. And you can still be selfish, you know, in your, when you're in a relationship in your 20s. You know, like, self being selfish doesn't mean, like, oh, I'm going to not care about this person. It means that, you know, you're going to do things for you. If you want to travel, you're going to do it, you know? Like, you're not going to, you're not going to have someone holding you back. And I think especially if you're in college, it's, it's really hard to have like a long lasting relationship if that doesn't end in marriage because you know when you both graduate you go separate ways most of the time you get job offers in different places and like you don't want to hold someone back and you don't want someone else to hold you back and you don't want to ask them to think of you in their decisions because that can create resentment later on and so I think that you know having the ability to be single is such an important thing. Okay, guys, so number 10 is our last one, and it's going to be don't get caught up in the fact that you're not having the ideal college experience. I don't think either of us have had the ideal college experience. No, I mean, like, I started college mid-COVID. 
which wasn't ideal, but like, you know, it was fine. And I wouldn't really, I wouldn't have changed it. Like I wanted to get on with college. I didn't want to wait another yeah, cause year. Mom was like, Emma, do you want to take a like gap year and then go to college when it's not COVID? And you're like, I have so much school ahead of me. I know. I, I was like, now. I don't know if that's a good idea. But yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't really think we have had the normal college experience. Well, like, just, I feel like the normal college experience. Yours is more normal than mine. Well, yeah, but I feel like the normal college experience is that you, like, especially in America, is you stay in the dorms, you're, like, besties with your dorm person, your 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 roommate, and then you, like, go out to parties on the weekend, and then for somehow, like, some reason, you get good grades, even though you're partying all the time, and then you just, like, graduate, and you, like, college is supposed to be, like, about partying, I feel like, in America, versus, like, school, and Emma and I are just not... Like, we, like, we'll go out to parties, but, like, we, we don't, like, make that our whole identity. Yeah. I think that, like, especially, like, where we grew up, all of the parents here were, like, so excited for their kids to go to college. Right, because they're, like, following their legacy. Yeah, to have that college experience. And we necessarily, like, we, like, we didn't really, like, especially because our parents didn't go to school here, we didn't really understand, like, what the college experience was supposed to be about. And we kept hearing, like, how amazing it was, how it's, like, the best time right, of your like life. Right, like, you meet your best friends for life. And yeah, blah, blah, and, blah. like, how it was just, like, you know, the perfect time of your life. And the more experience I've had in college, the more I, like, disagree with that point of view. Honestly, as I was saying to Amy earlier, like, I hope that I don't peak in college. Like, I hope that I'm peaking, like, way later in life. Yeah, she was I, like, I hope I peak at 96. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't understand why you would want to peak this early in life like no, I feel like a baby still that. yeah I wouldn't want the rest of my life to be less enjoyable than college I know our dad always likes to say he's like the best years are yet to come yeah and I think that's a good sentiment like that that makes you know living the rest of your life feel enjoyable and exciting yeah and like I know especially a lot of people think you're gonna find your best friends in college too and like I feel like you found a pretty good group of people and like I did too but at the beginning like my my roommate and I, we were close at the beginning, but, like, we are probably not really going to talk anymore ever again. Just So, like, it doesn't – your roommate doesn't have to be your best friend. You're not always going to get along with everyone that you go to school with. Yeah. Just because you don't get along with everyone doesn't mean it's not the right school. Yeah. Like, it's – True. College, I feel like, should be about the academics. Like, are you getting the degree that you want to get? Is it going to benefit your future? Are you surrounding yourself with people who are going to help your future and, like, who are going to – Yeah, like, are you enjoying good people? It, yeah, you know? are, like, you are you enjoying, enjoying what you're studying? Are you yeah. doing it for you and not for your parents or whatever? Right, like, not like, oh, are the parties on the weekend good? Yeah. Are you enjoying what you're studying? Yeah, exactly. And I think that – like it honestly is so hard to make friends in college and I, I know that that's kind of like a frowned upon subject and like most people would disagree with that but right like, they're like there's so many people it's so easy to make like friends, but I honestly not. I found that a lot of people I met we talked for a little bit and then like we just never talked again or you know I had really good friends that I was really close to for a year and then we just fell out of contact you know went our separate ways had, and like, never talked again. She had, like, like, traumatic roommate experiences. Yeah, and I think that's also not really talked about a lot, is, like, roommates can be so difficult to navigate, especially if you've never, like, really experienced that before. Like, that is such a big thing to navigate, and that's not talked about because a lot of people are like, oh, I love my first roommate. Like, we're best friends 40 years later, and I feel like that's not a lot of people's experience. Well, like, Emma, she had a triple, and so she was, one like, with two other roommates, and one of her roommates literally got COVID and, like, didn't tell anyone, and, like, Emma and her other roommate had to go into quarantine for, like, two weeks by themselves because it was during COVID, 
and like this other roommate just got to like walk around and do life still and so like yeah. that was pretty upsetting for you guys because you also had to get like hotels on your own cost and like mm-hmm. to not get covid from her and then um your other roommate was just like i don't know she was yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i think also like college is a very lonely time because most people aren't near their families you know like you're by yourself for pretty much the first time of your life for a, like a substantial amount of time and I think if if you don't have, you know, a really good tight-knit friend group, which a lot of people don't just because it's so hard to make friends, then it is a really lonely time. And I think that that should be talked about more because that shouldn't be, like, frowned upon. It's normal. Like, if you're lonely in college, that is normal. And do not feel like you're doing something wrong or you're not, you know, like, a good person or something's wrong with you. It's just normal. Like... It is normal to feel lonely because you are by yourself after being with your family for years, you know, and you're navigating life as an adult for the first time. And it's bound to be lonely. Like I found especially like most of the people I went to school with formed up cliques pretty quickly. And like, you know, even if you even in college. Yeah. Like even if you meet people like now in classes, you can talk to them at school. But I feel like especially when I've tried to like hang out with people after school, they're like you know, kind of weird about it because they don't hang out with people outside of their own right. little group now. Yeah, so there's, like, you go to classes and you have, like, class, like, friends from class, mm-hmm. and those are, like, the people that you see in class and hang out with in class, but then I feel like you don't hang out with them outside of school, and it's yeah. kind of, like, those people were, like, people in high school and, and elementary school and things like that, but I feel like in college, everyone expects everyone to just be, like, friends, but you're, there's definitely, like, cliques. I think your school's a lot smaller than mine, so I feel like it's probably worse at your school. Mm-hmm. Mine's a pretty big, so, like, the cliques, they're pretty big, so, like, there's basically, like, every single kind of person in my school, mm-hmm. so you can find someone to be friends with, um, and I think, like, definitely joining clubs and getting yourself out there and meeting more people, like, Emma joined the swim team in school, and I think you met some people through that, right? Yeah, I did. And then, like, I joined, like, my business fraternity and met, like, a bunch of people through there that I'm close with, but it is hard to find, like, a best friend or someone yeah, you're it really is. close with. Yeah, and someone that, like, you know you can call them any time of day and they'll be there for you right. if you need anything. Like, I found that I had a lot of friends, but they were more surface-level friends. Like, exactly. if you needed help or something, like, you needed them, like, you are going through a breakup or whatever, they weren't there for you. And I feel like that really sucks because, like, especially in high school, like, I had friends that were like that. And then when I went to college, I didn't have friends that were like that. And so it's a really big change. And I also think that, like, it is really hard to make really deep, good friendships with good connections just because, like, at this age of life, like, you're, it is kind of transactional. Like, you're constantly moving from the next thing to the other. Like, it, there's not that sort of, like, consistency that you have in adulthood or childhood. And so I think that really, like, doesn't help. Like, honestly, I really have one good friend that I would call, like, a really good friend, and that's it. And so if you're in that same position... That's okay. Like, that is normal. Yeah, and don't, don't let anyone who has, like, ten best friends <laughs> fool you. I don't know if anyone actually, like... Like, I don't think you can have ten best friends. No, honestly, I kind of don't think you can. I don't... Okay, like, like, I genuinely... Like, if I'm thinking about it... Like, I have, like, people that I'm, like, more close with than just being friends. Yeah. But, like, I don't think I have, like, one best friend. Yeah. Other than Emma, of course. <laughs> I think that is really something that's not talked about, though. And it is kind of stigmatized. Just because so many people... Like, especially, like our parents age like gen x like they kind of grew up 
and went to college and like all I don't know how they did this, but like I feel like all of them like found a best friend and like a best friend. Oh yeah, group, you and they still like, see them till to this day. Well, okay, so we grew up going to a country club and like all of the country club people, they like married their college sweetheart and yeah. they like they still go on trips with their like college best friends mm-hmm. or they live in the same area as their college best friends. It's like, how do you do that? How do you like make connections with that? Like, I feel like maybe it could be because we're not from here, so we have kind of, like, a different... Yeah, maybe. But, like, we grew up, basically, here, so I don't know. I think, honestly, I think it's a lot of people are still stuck in high school, and, like... Yeah. Like, honestly, the amount of people in college, college. or honestly, like, even just adults that are still stuck in high school... Or, okay, the amount of adults that still go to, like, college football games and get so into... Like, you can still be, like, supportive of your college football, but, like... That are, like, super into it and, like, religiously watch it every, mm-hmm. I don't know, when, like, every Saturday. Like, then you're you're still, like, living in college. and Yeah. And like Emma said, you know, you don't want the best times of your life to be in college. You want to still have things to look forward to and be, like, the best times of my life are yet to come. So if your college experience isn't what it, like, stereotypically should be or isn't what the movies make it out to be or whatever else makes it out to be, that is okay. I don't think a lot. I think everyone's like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, when people, like, you come home and everyone's like, how's college been? You're like, oh, it's great. Made some yeah. great friends. Like, you're telling them what they want to hear, so they'll, like, go away. But, yeah, well, and you don't want to be the only one that, like, is struggling to make right. friends. Like, you don't want to be that one in the group. And so, you know, you tend to do, like, fabricate a little bit and make it seem better than right. it is. Right, you're like, my life is amazing. College yeah. is going great. But, like, it's, it's all, not always, not always like is. Yeah. Right, and I think the people who do end up saying, like, oh, yeah, I made my best friends in college and things like that do like they're probably just saying that too because they're like oh yeah everyone said they makes their best friends in college they like you have to make your best friends in college yeah but that is not true don't let anyone make you believe that you have to have the best time in college or it is the best time it's a like it is fun you'll have some really good moments you'll have some really bad moments you'll be like i want to go home this sucks and then you'll be like i want to stay here forever and yeah, that is a good dis- descriptor of college. Yeah, your ups and downs all the time. Honestly, like, it's worse than going through middle school because, <laughs> like, middle school is a hard time because everyone's, like, so emotional. Yeah, true. But I feel like in college, everyone's just, like, you're trying to figure out adulthood for the first time. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, a baby step into adulthood. It's, like, not full on but well, adulthood. And you're trying to figure out yourself, too. Like, right. Like, you're you as out. an adult. And like, then you, you have the pressure you. of figuring out what you want to do with your future. And everyone's, yeah. like, telling you all these different things. And in college, it's, like, you have to be on this track and trying to graduate and figuring out family because it's so expensive to pay for college yep. and and yeah. so it's just a lot all at once there's gonna be ups there's gonna be downs and not everyone's college experience is the same it shouldn't be the same if it yeah. was the same then you'd all end up working at the same job and, and it would be boring <laughs> yeah exactly and you wouldn't have dynamic different people in this world yeah. so but I just think that you know like I would love to think that my life is just gonna keep getting better and better and better and I think that that is really like yeah. nice sentiment to have it and can only go up yeah it your, can only go up. college is rock bottom <laughs> it can only go up <laughs> that's funny yeah <laughs> but okay we i feel like we've made it seem like college sucks but college is <laughs> <laughs> college is fun like do go if you're very interested in pursuing a degree that need like a career that needs a degree um don't go obviously if you're not interested in it or if it's something that your parents are just like forcing you to do because you're gonna have a terrible time and you're gonna hate your life like one of our friends um well actually she's my friend but you just met her the other day she goes to school in australia and she like hates it and all i hear is like i hate it it's terrible i want to go home like she lived in america and she moved to australia for school she absolutely hates it and all she wants to do is come home 
But I think if you think about it like that, you're going to have a terrible time. Yeah. But if you think about it like this is an opportunity for me to learn, it's not always going to be the best time. I'm going to get lonely sometimes. I'm like going to miss my family. Mm -hmm. But I'm like happy to be here. I'm happy to have this opportunity and I'm going to make the best out of it. Yeah. That it's going to turn out positively. So it's really what you make it. It is really what you make it. And honestly, like just it's it's just good to know that like your experience in college might not be everyone's experience and like most people's experience is probably fabricated so yeah like just know that going in and it's not always going to be like the greatest time of your life and I think that's good to just be aware of yeah 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 it's, that's what everyone tells you once you get there they're like it is what you make it like all it of is. the clubs like if you make it a party time and you just go to frat parties all the time and that's your life then you're just going to be a party person your grades are probably going to slip I don't know how like so many people at my school go to frat parties like Thursday night through Saturday night, and their grades are, like, amazing. And I'm like, how? How are you doing? That is not the typical experience My grades don't stay up like that if I don't, like, get homework done. Yeah, put your head down. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe it's Emma and I. We just, like, need so much time to, like, study because we just can't (laughs) intake information the same way everyone else can. But I can't do the, like, Thursday through Saturday party life. Um, But if you make it that, that's what it's going to be. If you make it all about academics, that's what it's going to be. If you make it a good balance of the in-between, then that's what it's going to be. That's what you decide it's going to be. Yeah, I agree with that. That's good. Okay, Emma and I have been sitting here for like an hour, and we are... Oh, that's a crow. (laughs) We are covered in pollen because it's pollen season. She's just sitting there, and her feet are like yellow. Anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and I hope this advice was like helpful for you. Hopefully, we can do more big sister advice moments because I actually have my big sister, (laughs) but she's like never here. She also thought the podcast was cringe. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. (laughs) She doesn't, like, we tried so many times to get her to say, Yeah, there's a a lot of bloopers. There's a lot of bloopers coming after this. But she thought it was, like, cringe. And then I think you've actually just sat here and, like, done this whole talk. And you actually kind of enjoy it. Because she just asked me. She was like, how do we do this when I'm not in the same, like, location as you? So, getting her on the podcast. Yay. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed what we said and our advice. And I will hear you on the next one. Bye. I'm just going to say bye too because I completely forgot to let her say bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay, so this was a really long episode, but um, we had a lot of bloopers in filming this. So if you guys want to stay and listen for bloopers, here are some of them. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Dear Emma Love Amy. Today I'm here with my sister who's visiting, Emma. Hi, it's... <laughs> yes, you can! Oh my god! Yes, you can! Oh my god! It makes me laugh every time! Okay! Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Dear Emma Love Amy. Today I'm here with my sister, Emma. <laughs> You don't say anything else. Yeah, but I have to talk so much and I'm gonna Oh my god, it's okay. I'm gonna help you. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Dear Emma Let Me Watch You That was such a buzz. Oh my god. Sorry. Oh, that was painful. Okay. We actually have to get through this introduction. This is never gonna happen. Be professional, Emma. I'm not professional either. Yeah, I know. Neither am I really. I'm yeah, let's be real. <laughs>
<laughs> okay. What if you see a funny co like customer at the phlebotomy clinic and then you're like, is it hard not to laugh when someone gets like squirted on with blood? It's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard not to laugh because otherwise I would have panicking customers. Well, <laughs> and that would suck to do work. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna say you're a phlebotomist. You go to school at Montana. How about, how about Nerve? I'm just gonna say Emma's studying neuroscience at college and she is gonna be full of them. You're actually recording still. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Dear Emma Love Amy. Today I'm here with my sister Emma. She is a phlebotomist and she goes to. 